Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. This week, we say goodbye to Suns television play-by-play guy, Steve Albert, and then talk about some second-round matchups in the playoffs. I'm Charlie Erling, and I have Mitch Krumpetich with me today. How's it going, Mitch? Oh, pretty good. Um, You know, a lot of basketball going on, but no Suns basketball, so... Sometimes it feels like we're in a little bit of a lull, but then I remember, oh yeah, it's the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> there, there's still plenty of basketball to watch until that dreaded period where there's no basketball or football, and baseball is the main star of the show. Yeah, I'm I'm not too excited for that. No, it's it's the toughest part of the year always. It's very true. It's a tough time for sports fans. Make sure to get a hold of us on social media. Our Twitter is at SunnyInPHXPod. Our email is SunnyInPHXPod at gmail.com. And check us out over at our new host, the Deepish Thoughts Podcast Network, over at DeepishThoughts.com. Thanks for listening to the Sunny and Phoenix Podcast. If you'd like to further support the show, you can head over to tpublic.com slash user slash PHX. That's teepublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. We've got t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, all kinds of stuff. You can get our famous cheese is warming up design or just one that says sunny in PHX. Again, tpublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. And go Suns! Last week, the news broke that Steve Albert, the Suns' television play-by-play man, has hung up the microphone for the last time. Albert had been with the Suns for the past five years, and it had been in the sports broadcasting biz for 45 years. Albert's covered boxing, the New Jersey Nets, the New Orleans Hornets, the Golden State Warriors, the Cleveland Cavaliers, as well as the New York Mets. And I think there might even be a few more. And, you know, personally, I was a little more upset when I heard that Steve Albert retired than I felt during all 58 of those Suns losses this season. (laughs) You know, I I just loved having Albert as our play-by-play guy, and I know you did too, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, he was great. He was funny, but he knew his stuff. He worked really well with Eddie Johnson. The two of them together were great. Steve was always super consistent. In my opinion, I always thought he was very unbiased. Uh, he was just a, a great play-by-play guy, and he'll be missed. And I'm I'm interested to see uh, what what we do to replace him and who we go with. Right, that will be a big thing. I hope we find someone that can mesh with Eddie Johnson because Eddie Johnson needs to stay, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and Eddie's great, but I mean, I can see how he might be hard to work with because he's just kind of off the wall sometimes. Steve did a great job of reeling him in, like I try to do with David uh, here <laughs> normally, but I fail. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah, about Steve, um, about him being unbiased, the more and more basketball I've watched over the last few years, you know, maybe tuning into some streams of some games, maybe having to watch the away broadcast of a Suns game, and it's pretty obvious that a lot of other announcers have that homeritis. They're they're rooting for their team, and they, they don't have much good to say about the opposition a lot of the time. But that was not the case with Steve Albert. And the way he would get excited for the other team, 
if they'd make a great play. That that's what really stuck to me. Like this guy's doing it because basketball is a fun game, and he's making it fun for everybody who's tuning in, not just Suns fans. Right, and I mean that's the beauty of his commentary and his experience working with so many other teams. He just loved the game, and uh, you know it was something that we all appreciated. So yeah, and another point you mentioned, I'm pretty worried about the replacement too. I'm not too into the like who's in the minor leagues for the for broadcasting, like who's applying to this stuff. I have no idea. Right. I'd like to put my name in the hat. I think <laughs> same, me and Eddie same. would mesh. Yeah. <laughs> I think David mentioned something about it too, so <laughs> maybe we'll just send the Suns our like highlight clip. They'll be like, nah, we'll we'll pass on these. <laughs> But yeah, I've just I like I I just really hope we find a guy that just brings the same energy and evenness, equality that Steve did. And that that brings up a question that I have that I'm sure other people have wondered. Do you think this means we will see Ann Myers Drysdale as a more permanent member of the broadcast team? Okay, so I've I th- I believe that Ann and Eddie do the same job. They're not the play-by-play. I believe they're the analysts right. is what that would be called. Right. So um, it's not like Ann would be taking over Steve's role. We That, that definitely wouldn't happen, I, I hope. <laughs> but I, I really hope that it's someone that works with Eddie and it goes well. And, you know, I don't mind Ann sometimes, but it, it – a lot of it has to do with how much I just like Eddie. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. And, yeah, I I kind of think we'll just bring an experienced person who's looking to move to a warm place in, basically. <laughs> That's right. Bring someone from the north. They're, they're sick of that blizzard business. They'll just come yeah. down to the desert, retire exactly. here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so definitely will be interesting to see who's calling games for the Suns next year on TV, but let's move into the second round of the playoffs. And as of recording, all the second-round matchups are set except for one, and we're waiting on that Game 7 between the Clippers and Jazz, and then the winner of that series will go on to face the Golden State Warriors. So, Mitch, which team do you think has a better shot of knocking off the Warriors next round? Uh, neither. I think they'll both right. get destroyed either way. Uh, I would like to see the Jazz because Gordon Hayward has been playing really well. If Rudy Gobert is healthy, I think it would be fun to see what he could do against the Warriors. But, like, I, I don't think either of them stand a chance at all. So, yeah, I would just root for the Jazz. Um, I don't know, though. The Jazz Clippers series has been a lot of fun to watch. I'm glad that it's going to Game 7, but it doesn't really matter who wins. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that boat, too, but I'm rooting for the Jazz, and I'm just really glad they have Gobert back for the end of this series, and especially if they make it on to the next one. And um, I, I think David and I had a disagreement about the length of Gobert's injury. And I'll just say that he was correct. I was wrong. Just get that out of the way. (laughs) 
Well, but. I mean, I thought that injury was going to be longer too, but then in game six, he rolls his ankle or whatever it was. And it's just like, he's having the worst luck in this series, staying healthy. And he's been great all season. So I feel really bad for the guy. Yeah, that's very true. But man, who, yeah, you're right. Whoever matches up against the Warriors, they're, they're in for a tough time. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, we'll keep it moving. And next, we have the battle for Texas, the Houston Rockets against the San Antonio Spurs. So, what do you think about this one? I think this will be a pretty fun matchup. I do too. I mean, it's very differing ideologies, you know, with uh, San Antonio and their defense and ball movement and getting everything set up and being so succinct, and the Rockets being. Uh, less focused on defense more on fast break points the suns 2.0 3.0 whatever you want to call it under (laughs) d'antoni um i'm really excited for this one i have a hard time rooting for either team obviously but definitely want the rockets to get this one uh harden's had a great year um the rockets we've mentioned this before many times on the podcast that they're everything the suns could be but no so sometimes it's sad uh but yeah i'm rooting for the rockets in this one yeah and like you said you can't really get two more opposite teams how they're set up and how they're built so that makes for a fun playoff matchup because really we're not going to have any clue to how it's going to actually go down through those seven games right i mean i expect at least one game where the rockets blow out the spurs I expect one game where the Spurs blow out the Rockets. I expect one that's like a buzzer beater, really close game. And then the rest, anything in between. Yeah, you know, I'd like to think that the Rockets would just run all over the place and they'd just keep the pace too fast for the Spurs. But, like, Kawhi Leonard is just the equalizer. Yeah, oh yeah. He's so good. All around, every aspect of the game, he does it all. We've seen these crazy scoring outbursts just like can't miss buckets hitting mid-range hitting threes getting to the bucket and then on the other end he's playing that tough defense he's just a you know a blast to watch but on one of my least favorite teams so that's always tough but I do I do love him right well I mean that's the thing I always say like of course I hate the Spurs just by the nature of being a Suns fan but if you take away the history and the logo and just make them any other team i would love them i love their offense i love what they do i love how they're coached and all of that but i just hate them as a team but whenever i take those like what nba team should you be on quizzes or whatever i always get the spurs and i hate it but that's just always what happens the idea of their team is great but then you add the history against the suns and i just can't get over it that's the truth. Absolutely. Well put. Okay, so let's uh let's head over to the east and we have the Celtics and Wizards matched up. And this could be another really entertaining series and I think this 1 seed versus 4 seed might end in an upset. What do you think about this one? Uh, yeah, I could see it happening. I'm really really interested especially with the trouble that the Bulls gave the Celtics. Um the thing that I think about this series is I really want to like the Wizards, but there's one player on there that is just holding me back. And uh, oh. 
Who's that? He he has a brother in the league who plays on a Midwestern team that's named after a part of a car. And uh, <laughs> his his initials, his first and last names, start with the same letter. And uh, he's got a lot of tattoos. Spend some time in Phoenix, actually. Um, yeah, I, you you all know who I'm talking about. I can't think of his name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Marcine Gortat, actually. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple former sons on that Wizards team. One of them, uh, the one I was originally talking about, leaving on some bad terms, as we all know. But yeah, I just really, really want to like that team, but I have such a hard time doing it. And then the Celtics have my boy, Kelly Olynyk. Uh, that's kind of a little controversial, too, with uh, the way he's been playing in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah. yeah, this this is going to be a really good series, I think. And I'm interested to see if John Wall can continue putting up the numbers he's been putting up um, against a, a good Boston defense. And I think this will be a good series. Hopefully it goes seven games. Yeah, John Wall has just been incredible through these playoffs. He's been a blast to watch. And my main concern about this series is what happens when IT has to play defense? I mean, yeah. they have Bradley and Smart that can D up Wall and Beal, but when mm-hmm. IT is in there, he's going to have to guard one of those guys. And, you know, Beal's a little more streaky than Wall. We know Wall will probably bring it each game, but if Bradley Beal gets hot, that's going to be tough for them to handle that backcourt. So, Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but it brings up a point that I've been hearing a lot about lately, and that's is John Wall a top three point guard? Ooh. We call in Harden a point guard? Harden and Russ one and two, is that what you're saying? Mm, yeah, I would I would say we can call both of them point guards right now. I think I'd take him. Over Steph? Number three. You know what? Steph is great, but that's it's just a whole different play style. And I, I just you know, I'm just more entertained by John Wall, honestly. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I think I would put John Wall four. I would put Steph above him because I think we overlook how good Steph Curry is sometimes just because he's on the Warriors. Right. But, uh, I mean, John Wall, he's definitely top five in my book. He's he's having a great season. Absolutely. And, man, the Polish hammer, Gortat. I, lo- I just love the guy. He's a yeah. fun center to watch. And when he got to run that pick and roll with Nash, we kind of saw him blossom a little bit then. Mm-hmm. So I've just I've just enjoyed watching him throughout the last few years here. Yeah, I've always liked Gortat. Um he was a little little rougher when he was in Phoenix. Still had a lot of developing to do, but uh he, he like you said, he's blossomed in Washington and I'm happy for him. Right on. Okay, and then now we have the Raptors taking on the Cavaliers. The reason the Raptors traded for guys like PJ Tucker and Serge Ibaka, and, and it's to uh, it's to beat the Cavaliers. I'm really excited to watch PJ when he gets in there. You know he's going to be guarding LeBron. That's uh, that's what PJ lives for. And like I'm really excited for PJ. I'm feeling for him right now. How how are you feeling about it? And how do you think that series will end up turning out? I mean, 
I'm rooting really, really hard for the Raptors. Of all the teams that I look at here, if I had to pick one that I wanted to win it all the most, it would definitely be the Raptors. Yeah. Um, even if they didn't have PJ, I would say that. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think that's the way it's going to go. We saw this last year, and again, the Raptors have improved. Serge Baca and PJ really helped that team, but... I, I don't know what it is. The Raptors get into the playoffs and they just kind of shut down at times. And I'll, I'll give them credit. DeRozan has stepped up big uh, in the last two games against the Bucks, But that Bucks team gave them way more trouble than they should have. And yeah. it's just like classic playoff Raptors. So I, I don't think it looks good for them. Yeah, you know, I, I have to agree with you that I, I think the Cavs will get past them. And... The real question is, are the Raptors ever going to get over this hump? I mean, I don't know what else they can do. They have such great players. Lowry and DeRozan all season long played so well. And adding Serge Ibaka and adding P.J. Tucker, getting his defense. Valanchunas was healthy this season for the most part. Like, I don't I don't know what more they need. They just need LeBron to leave the East is maybe yeah. what, the, what the case is. <laughs> Basically. But, but I, I mean, don't want him in the West. No, I don't either. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a tough time for teams like Boston and Toronto with uh, LeBron playing so well in Cleveland and just having such a stacked team. Right on. So not much Suns news to talk about as of right now. We're going to be getting into the draft soon and, and all that, but... I say we talk about the NFL draft a little bit just to just to fill some time. I'm sure we have some listeners that are Broncos fans, maybe one or two that are Dolphins fans. So, Mitch, <laughs> how did that draft go for the Broncos? I liked it. A lot of people were uh, questioning a lot of Denver's moves, but I think we filled a lot of need, went with a left tackle or right tackle, I guess, just offensive tackle in the first round, which – might have been a little bit of a reach, but it's what we needed. Uh, got some help edge rushing, uh, drafted a receiver who might be able to be uh, a big guy who can line up opposite Demarius Thomas and let Emmanuel Sanders work in the slot. Um, we got Chad Kelly as Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick. And with all his issues, it's going to be interesting to uh, see if anything comes of that. Um but yeah, I was I was really happy with their draft. Also added a cornerback um, to the no-fly zone to learn from Talib and Chris Harris and all those guys, TJ Ward, who who have been just excellent for the past few years. So I think it was a good draft. But I just want to say I love the NFL draft in the first place just from a sports fan perspective. I love seeing all these guys like have their dreams come true and I think the NFL does a really good job of hosting it I think Philadelphia was a great place to put it the fans were super engaged and I watched all three days and it was really fun this year yeah I really like that they moved it to Philly I like that they move it around and uh I think that showed because they were it seemed like everyone was very appreciative that the draft was there like the fans they were there throughout the whole thing until the end of the round each night and apparently it it wasn't quite like that in the past so I like the idea of being able to move it around a little bit 
Yeah, I think it was cool also because the first draft was held in Philly. So bringing it back there after, I don't know how many years it had been, but a long time, I thought that was really cool. And I think it went pretty well in Chicago too, but this year was just different. Yeah. So, and as for the Dolphins, I'm I'm really happy with what they did. They honestly filled every need that came into the off season here and like I was really happy when we picked up that Charles Harris out of Missouri the defensive end watched some tape on him and the first thing I thought was baby Cameron Wake mm-hmm. so with Cam Wake getting up there in age that was really nice to see and then we filled linebacker in the second we got a corner in the third and then a guard in the fifth and that's what the team really needs we we need a we need to bolster that offensive line to keep Tannehill up on his feet the guy's been sacked so many times it's just getting rough like I have a Tannehill jersey in my closet and sometimes after Sundays there's there's actually grass stains on it (laughs) I don't know how they get there but that's just how it goes but yeah um another thing the Dolphins picked up a couple D tackles in the fifth and the sixth we were really really thin there so those guys will have a chance to uh make a name for themselves and maybe even get some get some snaps this year so that'll be exciting to see how that goes forward yeah and i have to ask um with the tight end you drafted have you i oh, want to yeah. keep things family friendly but have you seen any jokes about your quarterback and tight end connection <laughs> um i have i've seen a few um <laughs> you can look them up but yeah jake but he's yeah. uh excellent actually he's really really good he tore his acl um in the last game of his college career which really sucks but like he's really good i saw him play in person uh when michigan played iowa and iowa actually won that game and i stormed the field and that was really fun but uh yeah jake butt is great and if it weren't for that injury he probably would have been like a first or second round pick so i'm really glad that denver got him we we definitely need a playmaking tight end we haven't had one since julius thomas um so he apparently is going to be ready by the beginning of the season but don't rush him we we've got time for him to get healthy and then he'll be a great weapon um especially when teams already have to worry about demarius thomas and emmanuel sanders um so yeah i'm really excited about that andy already has the sponsorship with Sharman. that's just fantastic which is amazing <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny. It was meant to be. Um, okay. Th- the oh, other thing I want to mention quickly is um, there's a, a site I want to plug uh, called That's Good Sports, and it's uh, Brandon Perna. You can find him on Twitter, uh, at Brandon Perna. He does really, really funny commentary on the Broncos. So if you're a Broncos fan or just general football fan, you can appreciate him. But he had a really good tweet. Um, the Broncos drafted a defensive end named Demarcus Walker. And he said, actually, Demarcus Walker is replacing two players, Vance Walker and Demarcus Ware. Absolutely genius. Hashtag Broncos. <laughs> and I thought that was great. So, yeah, follow Brandon Perna. He's so funny, and his YouTube channel is amazing. So definitely check that out. So I have a buddy that writes for the Mile High Report. His name's Christopher Hart, and he would – send me facebook messages with the that's good sports youtube videos in it oh 
Yes. And um, like I'm not a Broncos fan or anything, but obviously I, I clicked on them, and they were very entertaining. Like even if you're not a Broncos fan, this guy just does. It's it's a great production is what he does. Yes. So. Yes, it is. I can appreciate that definitely. Okay, I think it's time to wrap things up the way we always do. It's time for some non-sports plugs. We've got Mitch's face-melting minute, and then I'll come up with something random after that. Let's hear it, Mitch. (laughs) All right, so usually I plug something metal, but this time I'm not. So get ready. Um, I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've plugged to Pimp a Butterfly at least once, if not more. That album is like a top five album ever in my book. But I want to plug his newest album, Damn. It came out a couple weeks ago. Um, it's really good. I don't think it's as good as To, to Pimp a Butterfly, but that's just me. Um, it's getting really good reviews. My favorite songs are DNA, Element, Humble, Love, and XXX featuring U2. So that's a really interesting song. But yeah, definitely check that out. It's really good. All right. And that reminded me... Um you need to YouTube Devin Booker Humble, which is ironic, but someone mm. made an awesome mixtape, Devin Booker, with Humble playing behind it. So you should definitely check that out on YouTube. Definitely worth the watch. Really well put together. I love highlight vids. Also check out Down to Bucks, 103 Marquise Chris Dunks collaboration. That was great, too. YouTube's fantastic. I yeah. mean... I watched that video right before we started, and it's just like, oh, he's so athletic. So many put-back dunks. That, I, didn't, I didn't expect that, but when you see them all at once like that, a, a good chunk of those were off rebounds. So it's yeah, good well, he's got a nose for the ball like that. The alley-oops, too. He finished some like very acrobatic alley-oops. We should maybe just... Uh, Next episode, we're just going to break down all 103 Marquise Chris dunks. <laughs> and then after that, we'll maybe do the Derek Jones collab. So, <laughs> so we have something to talk about each week up yeah. until the sun season starts. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll throw mine out here. And, you know, I, I got a fresh haircut today. Feeling pretty good. Looking pretty good. And I just got to give a, give a shout out, a non-paid advertisement to... Carl's Barbershop in Mesa. Man, like, it's an old school barbershop. Get a solid haircut for cheap. It's, like, ridiculously cheap. I I don't think I've ever paid less than this for a haircut. So that's fantastic. But the best part is we talk basketball the whole time. He's a huge Suns fan. So, and I know maybe we have a listener or two that I've talked to at Carl's Barbershop and I uh, tried to pimp the show to you a little bit. So, <laughs> I mean, go go into Carl's Barbershop, talk to Carl. He talks sons. He's a good dude. That's, that's all I got. Nice. So, yeah. So that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Be sure to check us out on social media. Our Twitter is at SonnyInPHXPod. And hit us up through email with questions or suggestions at sunnyinphxpod at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next week. Go Suns.